0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to No Country for Hussy Living, a podcast where we try to guide you towards new levels of growth, self love, and connection. You never thought possible. My name is Kaylee,
1: and I am Laura. welcome, welcome. So glad you. you guys are here. Yes.
0: Welcome, welcome. I keep forgetting that I don't need to be right up close to my mic. I know. I
1: can actually <laughs> sit back now because I was like, hello. <laughs>
0: I forget that we've upgraded them to a a slightly better mic. Yes. Which, actually a much better mic. Uh, and that I don't need to be this is my first time using mine. You've been using yours for a little bit mm-hmm. and I keep leaning forward towards the mic.
1: <laughs> it feels I, to do that. I know, it feels good that you don't. I my knees hit my desk where like cause my chair doesn't go further down far down enough so I would be like leaned in so far oh, and I'm, like so uncomfortable same. the entire episode
0: it's really nice to be able to just <sighs> lean back and know that you can still hear me I with the same so. quality as if I were really close and it's nice it is it's nice.
1: I, hope <laughs> I don't have to like
0: <laughs> I don't have to project as much to my microphone <laughs> mm. oh yes I hope the I hope you enjoy the sound Upgrade. Getting better. Yeah. I hope it's becoming better and better and that you're all enjoying the quality of sound that we're creating for you. <laughs> Hopefully we're creating for you.
1: <laughs> goodness.
0: Oh, goodness. But uh, how are you,
1: Laura? How are you? Um, I'm pretty good, I guess. I feel like things have been very busy because we're trying to buy a house and so that mm. that whole process is just like stressful so I'm mm-hmm. kind of a little crazy and it's very new to us so it's we're learning a lot in a short amount of time and I'm just like mm-hmm. but um I have high hopes for the house we're trying to buy so i hope everything goes well and we don't have to like
0: it's a cute house i hope you guys get the yeah, house well,
1: we made a bid and we won the bid but then we had to have the inspection. well um, yeah then
0: there's a process after that yeah
1: so yeah but things i i feel like even though i feel stressed out sometimes or mark feels stressed out sometimes i have like a kind of like a I still, like a good feeling, like it's gonna work out. Oh, yeah, you know? so
0: well, yeah. I mean, it's it's stressful, but you can still have that good feeling over something that you're doing, even if it's stressful. Because, yeah, buying a house is stressful because you never know what little thing could pop up when mm-hmm. or what could go wrong suddenly, you know, like you, you never know what could happen. So, it's very stressful, but and there's a lot that you have to do to prepare for buying a house, mm-hmm. so it's it's stressful, but. You know that something good's gonna come out of it. So
1: Lee, really, and that's exciting, but I wish it would just be over. <laughs> right yeah. now. it's only I get just it. I get it. It's So unfortunate. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's probably gonna be Nick and I next year. So <laughs>
1: Yes. Make the most out of it. Give yourself plenty of time. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be us next year when we finally Start the process. We've we've done it a little bit. Like we've looked at houses before. And there's just so many things you have to do. I'm like, yep. We're going to do our best to prepare for this. <laughs> when we're ready to actually truly commit to buying a house. Because yeah. there's a lot. A lot there's a lot. But I'm glad you guys are getting through it. Mm-hmm,
1: absolutely. Mm-hmm. We got a lot of people that are very supportive and helpful in the process. Yeah. So that's good.
0: That's always good. It's always good to have that. Yeah. I'm glad. (laughs) good good well we i i I wish you guys the best of luck with your (laughs) house i can't wait to get the message that you got the house and it's in like it's official right you know not just we won the bid it's no like bitch we got the key (laughs) we just signed the paperwork that that house is ours Exactly. Oh. And then I'm going to be like, cool. I'll be planning my trip. Yes. once you get in there. Yes, we got a spare bedroom for sure. Come on. In. I'll be like, cool. So I'll be coming for a little housewarming party. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. fantastic. Because <laughs> I don't know if we've ever mentioned it on here, but Laura and I do not live in the same state.
1: <laughs> i don't, know, I don't know, know if we've ever
0: mentioned i don't know if we've ever mentioned this on here uh but laura lives in massachusetts and i live in maine we are within two hours of right, each other driving and we eventually want to get something set up where we like meet halfway but right now we just record remotely uh yeah and this works for us for sure oh yeah oh yeah it works but I mean, you're literally you. You don't live that far away from me, but we're also not close enough where we can meet every time we want to record. I know. That would be a lot, yeah. but but I will definitely come and visit to see your new house oh, because good. that'll be fun. Yes,
1: it will. You get to meet all the animals that I complain about.
0: Yes, <laughs>
1: yes.
0: Uh, One day you guys will have to come up here and then you can meet my pain in the butt for a baby. It'll be great. (laughs)
1: Uh, Oh my God. It's a future date both ways. Woo. (laughs) Uh, But how have you been? I've been good. I've been
0: good. Um,. Work's been work. Like I was telling you earlier, you know, grocery stores are getting busier because Thanksgiving's around the corner. So things are picking up a bit for us. We're going into our like second busy season. It's shorter than our summertime busy season because that starts more in spring. But we're going into our holiday season and it gets pretty, pretty busy. Pretty stressful. You wouldn't think selling alcohol would get as stressful as it does, but it does. Of course, all jobs you have, have, a lot, stress. You have a lot of shit to do. Yeah, yeah. You get them shelves full. People buy a lot of fucking alcohol, oh. especially during the holidays. Oh, yeah. Like, it's a surprising amount sometimes that I'm like, wait, I ordered two cases of this, and it still wasn't enough. <laughs> <laughs>
1: like. Like, are you kidding me? What? Gonna have to order
0: extra. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. It gets to the time of year where I start second guessing my orders. And then I'm like, do I need to add on another 400 units? Like, I'm very confused right now if what I oh, ordered is enough. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. And I order by individual bottles for wine. Like, I don't order by the case. Right. I order by single bottles So, if a store needs a full case, that's 12. Sometimes a store, just to fill the shelf, it takes four cases.
1: Yeah.
0: So, imagine when you need to fill the shelf and have some on backstop. Right.
1: And you have to guess (laughs) that. And you're sending in like
0: five, six cases, and you're hoping that will be enough (laughs) and that people aren't going to wipe it out completely on you within like three days because your next order doesn't come for another, like,
1: four days. (laughs) Would you
0: you rather have
1: it, like, overstocked or understocked?
0: Overstocked, for the most part, to an extent, because if it's overstocked, I at least have it and I can fill the shelves, especially when it comes to the grocery stores. Mm -hmm. But when it's understocked, like, that means they're not making money they're losing out and yeah. then I'm also not really getting the I'm, I'm also losing out a bit because you know like yeah so it it's better to have a little more yeah. than and not need it especially because like I only order extra of things that actually sell right. you know and even when they're not on sale for the holiday season or it's not the holiday season I know it'll sell when it comes off of when we come out of the busy season So I'd rather have a little extra back stock coming out of the busy season to have to deal with than not have enough product to get through the busy season. (laughs)
1: Because
0: people get mad when you don't keep their shelves full. Customers that go into the grocery stores and then my customers that I sell the alcohol to. Hannaford's gets, some of the managers get very upset when their shelves are not full enough, which I understand because then they're losing out on money. Right nobody likes to be losing out and on And I'm money. sure that their bosses and their bosses' bosses... Exactly, exactly. It reaction. goes up the chain. No one wants empty shelves. Wants no rough. one wants their shelves barren. You learn a balance. Sometimes the balance doesn't work out certain times of the year. And you gotta go a little heavier. But... You get through it. We're gonna get through yeah. it. But... <laughs> it's just... It's just a bit more stressful this time of year when you got to deal with all that stuff, yeah, you know. I feel you. Be... Otherwise, things are good. That's good. You know, today, like like you said, today feels weird because we normally record on Friday, yeah. But it's Sunday, the day I normally edit and put the episode up. So as soon as we're done recording, I'm just gonna throw it in the editor and get her put together and put up. But yeah, it's my nap day, because I had to go to a wedding yesterday, so I'm like, oh, yeah. I should have taken We're a tired. nap. I
1: keep yawning, and I literally can't stop, and now it's just I feel like I'm crying because mm-hmm. I'm yawning.
0: So. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Should have been you. I get mm. it. Right? Should have been me. Just take a little nap. I took a nap today. It was great. And then I woke up, and I went, oh, shit, Laura wanted to record today. I should probably... And I was like, I should probably message her.
1: Yeah. Uh-huh. A part of me uh-huh. was like, I'm, I should, just, should I just wait to see if she messaged me and maybe we'll have to do it tomorrow. I
0: almost, <laughs> I almost
1: I, it's funny that you
0: say that because I laid there on the couch and I went, you know, I could just fall back asleep <laughs> and then message her at like six o'clock seven o'clock and be like i'm so so sorry sorry. i (laughs) fell asleep on the couch earlier and i just i didn't wake up until like like just now and i will have to record tomorrow bummer whoa oh
1: darn (laughs) what a shame Ah, uh, and it's funny because I like the the topic we're talking about. I really enjoy, but I have been yeah. procrastinating not only writing these notes, but also wanting to record. This week has been it's long. been one of those weeks <laughs> of like the
0: energy levels are fluctuating right. in a weird way, where it's just not working in our favor of when it comes to getting things done that we need to get done. Which is fine. Mm-hmm. It happens. We all go through it, but you know, we're over here like, how can we prolong and procrastinate (laughs) on doing this?
1: Exactly. But I am still glad that we have been, like, managed to get it done. Mm -hmm. Technically, still this week, even though we didn't. We're
0: usually pretty good about getting it done when we need to get it done. We were like, all right, all right. Bye. Uh, we both had the realization of no, we need to do it. We can't skip out. It's fine. Uh, here we are. Here we are.
1: And I'm glad to be here. I'm not trying to say that I'm not. I just it's been oh no. It be yeah, exhausting. it's it's week. just a low energy low energy week.
0: Yep, it happens. It happens. But we're here. We're gonna do it. We're gonna we're gonna talk to you guys about uh family movement and health. Yeah. And you know, kind of getting your kids involved in uh movement and health essentially.
1: Um, absolutely.
0: Um so, you know, when it comes to being happy and healthy you know sometimes you're not the only one that you're responsible for you know and this episode is basically for the listeners who you know have kids or for those that want to have kids or work with kids you know maybe you're an aunt or an uncle like myself Mm -hmm. maybe your best friend has kids it's for basically people who have kids in their lives, you know, people who have a constant interaction with kids and are trying to influence them in a positive light, you know, especially when it comes to their health and their their happiness and their well-being, you know?
1: Absolutely. Because, you know, like you said, at some point, I mean, some more <clears throat> than others, of course, but we all eventually I- interact with kids and they are watching and subconsciously like internalizing mm-hmm. our every move and listening to our every word even when you Everything. don't think they are you know they could be open, You want to know how they like, thinking they're ignoring you and they know exactly what you're mm-hmm. doing or You want
0: to know how they know and learned that little swear word <laughs> that they they suddenly came up with it's because when they when you thought they weren't around and listening hearing you say shit quietly or something like that somewhere is, they were they heard you they caught it they internalized it <laughs> and they they've learned they can say that word when something negative happens right they they know how to associate these things even when we think they
1: aren't doing it absolutely
0: you don't give kids enough credit
1: <laughs> we i know and i feel like um when i go from working with a second grader to like preschoolers i I feel like I have to be more mindful about what I say around a second grader mm-hmm. because, you know, they can understand all my words and what I'm saying and what I mean. But I have to remind myself that I have to be just as mindful around the preschoolers because even though mm-hmm. the preschool I may work with has a hard time, you know, speaking to me, it does not mean that he has a hard time hearing the things that I'm saying or watching what I'm doing and knowing what Exactly. Means, you know? And there might be someone else
0: he's much more comfortable with in speaking that he takes those words he learned from hearing you speak right and suddenly he's using them with someone he is more comfortable speaking and verbalizing with and then suddenly it's like wait (laughs) oh god no i've never said
1: anything no wait oh my
0: (laughs) god no but of course but like that's that's the the worst possible case scenario for sure of course of course you never know when they're listening and internalizing the things you're saying to them, yeah,
1: Absolutely, which
0: is almost constantly, <laughs> honestly.
1: <laughs> and I guess that's kind of why we wanted to, you know, talk about family health and movement and getting, you know, kids not only involved, but interested in it. Because if, if they're hearing us talk about it or do it and watching us do it in a positive manner, they're going to want to like it's like a, a monkey see monkey do they're gonna want to do it mm-hmm. too
0: mm-hmm. exactly exactly we all know that each child is different each child is unique in their own way and their 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 personalities are different you know their own likes and dislikes are all different so you know this means when it comes to health and happiness you know one size is not does not fit all just like with adults uh it it's not one size fit all one way of doing things isn't going to be right for every child just like us Mm -hmm. just like us grown-ass adults it's not going to be the same for everyone you know that also goes for putting joy into this you know movement and good nutrition it shouldn't be forced these These things should be explored and enjoyed and, you know, they also bring health benefits along with them. It should basically be a whole package deal is what we want. That's what we're trying to go for. We want a whole package deal. Fun, exploring, enjoying, health. Mm -hmm.
1: And like you said, that's that's for everyone, you know. Nobody's going to want to be forced into doing something they hate and want to continue to do it. Um, exactly. So that does mean that when you want to get if you're trying to get a child into health more, you know, you don't always have to have that sit down serious talk about certain things, doing certain things to stay healthy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it definitely is something that should be talked about in general all throughout, of course, a child's life on what's yeah. like healthier versus might not be as healthy. But it might not always land well when trying to get certain kids more active and into better nutrition.
0: Mm-hmm. I feel like... You almost have to trick them into it. it.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, I think it could really backfire or make them feel almost ashamed so that they don't want to mm-hmm. do it again. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. And that can, yeah, that can definitely. be like a tricky situation to be put in as a a grown-up.
0: Exactly. Yeah, because, you know, it's not always about the information that you're giving It's also about the ways that you show them, you know, that they can have fun, they can get creative, they can grow their knowledge and relationship with themselves and you while also staying healthy. You know, it's kids aren't always just going to absorb information if you just sit there and you spew words at them, you gotta you gotta make it fun for them and make it enjoyable so that they they pay attention to what you're even saying to them because yeah. if you're just spewing a bunch of words at them uh, they're probably not going to absorb it all
1: right and especially if you're like interacting with like a teenager and trying to work on it mm. with a teenager they oh. take health classes they know and and they've mm-hmm. they're old enough to know they learn these things like healthier for you versus unhealthier for you but just mm-hmm. like adults you know it, it takes more than just the knowing, you know, there's even, exactly. even with kids, there's going to be some sort of stuckness, some sort of block that's
0: exactly work
1: through, which just in a different manner because they're kids.
0: Exactly. Um, so some tips
1: that we've got for you
0: guys, you know, here for when it comes to trying to get a kid to, you know, eat more, like a more balanced diet are basically, you know, offer them choices. Even if it's just a simple choice between apples or celery and peanut butter, you know, like you have a choice between apples or celery to go with your peanut butter. Mm -hmm. That's still a good, you know, it's still good to have that choice that this not only helps them to feel like they have some control over their life, um, but it also helps to build that Trust within themselves to be able to make a good decision while also still, like, letting you basically be in control of their nutrition and ensuring that they are getting a nutritious meal, they're eating nutritious things, but you're still giving them some sense of individuality. You're still giving them a sense of, I get to make a choice, I'm not just being told. Mm-hmm. I have to do it Yeah. because nobody likes being told, like Laura said, that they have to do something. It's just how we are as yeah. human beings. <laughs> we don't always want to do what we're told. <clears throat> um, you know, another one that we have here is getting them involved, which I think is a big one. Mm-hmm. I think that's super important, you know, because this means, you know, being involved in what meals you're picking for the week, you know, showing them how to cook the meals that they've picked out. This can also, you know, help if you're trying to get someone to try something new. Maybe you've got a picky eater Mm -hmm. and you need, and you want to try to get them to try new things. Let them learn how to cook it with you. You know, let them see the process so that they can become more familiar with it. And then when it comes time to eat it, They know what to expect from it because they watched the whole process. They saw it. They know what's coming of it. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe you try it once a week or so and you build from there to kind of help ease yourself and them into it. Because, you know, it's not something you have to do every single day. And they may not want to do it every single day either. You know, maybe start with one of their favorite meals to get them interested in the process of cooking, you know, pick their favorite food that they love to eat, no matter what, and ask them to make it with you, you know, ask them to be there and help you make the food and then get them interested in the process. And you'd be surprised how often that they'll probably want to join you, especially if you make it fun and kind of it's also a bonding experience for them with you and kids like to be able to have fun and bond with their parents believe it or not <laughs> I, I think
1: it also brings like a sense of pride to them so they uh, they want mm-hmm. to not only yeah it off they're to learning a new people, skill but they also are like excited about <clears throat> them being able to do that for themselves
0: which yeah, makes it exciting to want exactly. to
1: then eat it because they put in all this hard work and extra skill into it yeah
0: Exactly. And they're learning a new skill along the way that honestly is going to benefit them for the rest of their life.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And I know you mentioned picky eaters and I just like to say that I am Mm. very guilty of being a picky eater. I
0: I am a picky eater.
1: Growing up, my parents used to hate it.
0: (laughs) Oh, same. I was also... I'm not... I'm still a picky eater, but I'm not as bad as I once was. Mm-hmm. And Kind of also comes along with when you have a cook for a husband, they tend to make you try <laughs> things sometimes. <laughs> so I try to be a lot more open-minded. There are some things where I will not eat it. Like, I'm sorry. It will not, not touch happening. my mouth. I do not like it. You will not change my <laughs> mind. But... I'm not as bad as I once was, that's for sure. And I know, I, I'm i sure my parents hated that I was such I a picky eater. It's, it's tough, but it's tough for both parties. You know, both those mm-hmm. the kid it and the parents. It is because, yeah, you as the parent are trying to find something that's good and nutritious and that's going to benefit them in positive ways. But also, you know, your kid might not be liking any of the things that you're bringing to them. Yeah.
1: And that can be frustrating. Yeah. And that can be really frustrating. And I used to get, like, it was one of those, like, family things that, you know, everybody has something about them that, you know, your family's going to give you shit for, you know? It's oh, just yeah. part of yeah. bonding growing up. As, mm-hmm. And that was oh, definitely yeah. one of them was I was a picky eater. They would make this whole Thanksgiving yep. meal and everything, and I would eat a roll because everything else was disgusting I'm a lot better now there are a lot of choices that I like but it, it took me a while to get there yep
0: oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. especially for me when I was a vegetarian as a mm-hmm. kid um and I was in my vegetarian time when we were going to family cookouts and gatherings with like our redneck family members really? So, oh yeah, I'd get shit all the time because I wouldn't eat any of it. A lot of things <laughs> that they'd make, especially when I went vegetarian, I was like, yeah, no, Sorry. I'm not eating any of that. Sorry. I, I like, my parents my would have to bring yep. like <laughs> veggie patties for me to have on the grill.
1: That's
0: my life. Because I wouldn't fucking eat anything else. I was like, yep. We don't forget my food. Thanks. thanks <laughs>
1: yep. oh yeah and you know i bring up picky eaters because that kind of brings us to our next tip which is just don't force Mm. it you know yeah when trying to get forcing it doesn't help no i'm i'm sure we know from firsthand experience Mm -hmm. um and so when trying to get anyone to eat better forcing it is never the way to go and you know we all have foods that we like or we dislike and to some extent we can't control that you know, trial and error will always be a part of life, especially in our health and wellness journeys. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if they won't try a certain vegetable in one form, try in another, you know, like Mm Kayla said, you can even pick their favorite food and try to like, see if you can incorporate it in there. Even say your kid's favorite food is pizza,
0: take some cauliflower and make some pizza dough with cauliflower fucking try to get them to eat cauliflower if they won't eat cauliflower any other way. Right. You can literally,
1: you can get so creative with food. Uh, yes. That's just a little example. I love it. But There's yes, you can so many examples that you could really do, honestly. So
0: many ways that you can take something as simple as a vegetable they won't eat and hide it some way that, and yeah, sure, it won't be a standard pizza crust, but they're still going to be like, oh, it's
1: pizza. Yeah. I'm going to eat it. And it's funny because I... Literally, in order to get vegetables into my diet, I have to do that to myself. Like I would, I, I don't like cooked spinach because it's like slimy and gross. So I cut it up in the, the smallest thing. pieces and I put it in my sauce. And there's so much exactly. spinach in there, but you can't even tell because it's so tiny. <laughs> but that's but that's the thing is even
0: us adults, my pizza has my tomato that sauce we are. cannot stand. Yeah. And we find ways to hide them on ourselves so that we still get them. You got to implement that with your kids sometimes.
1: And obviously if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. Like I said, it's trial Mm -hmm. and error. Just you don't need to force them to eat it because that can cause like um, serious resentment and build a bad relationship towards food and even themselves Mm -hmm. and maybe even a little bit towards whomever's trying to force them to eat certain Mm -hmm. foods you know it can kind of cause them friction between Mm -hmm. all that
0: I knew a kid I'm not going to give any other context besides (laughs) that because I don't know if certain people listen but I knew a kid that um it was very hard to get this kid to eat Mm -hmm. when it was time to eat and certain people would just yell at the kid when the kid didn't want to eat and kid might not have liked whatever it was that was in front of them and but the solution was always you're gonna sit there until you eat it Mm -hmm. and you're not that's it like you're gonna eat it like and would get yelled at when they wouldn't eat it and I was there like I can literally see that this kid does not want this like why can't you just do something as simple as all right let's just get something else right I know it's annoying sometimes to have to like all right I made this meal just eat it simple but if they won't Make sure they're eating and give them something that they're going to enjoy and get nutrition from. Because that's what matters in the end. Right. Is that your kid is eating food and getting nutrition. And sometimes it can be hard. Some kids really want to fight you. But especially when you give them those kind of reactions. Mm -hmm. Because they're now forming, like Laura said, resentment towards food. Towards possibly whoever it is that's forcing them to eat this food that they really just don't, maybe they tried it and they really just don't like it. That's not their fault. That's not their fault that their taste buds just this food does not taste good to me or I just don't want to eat this food. There are plenty of times where we as adults don't want to eat something Imagine if someone came up to you, started yelling at you, and
1: telling you, you have to eat it. You're going to sit there and be like, hell no, fuck you. someone tried to make me eat whole pieces of, like, steamed spinach, I would literally take a bite mm-hmm. and gag. I can't do the texture. So, just, like, it's, it's not going to work out, y'all. No. <laughs> that, was, that
0: was me, uh, even still to this day, with beans. Beans. I fucking... <laughs> hate beans it's a texture thing it's not a taste thing I think the 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 flavor is fine I've eaten things that have been that have had beans in them I just eat around them it's purely a texture thing I will I will gag I will practically gag and throw up because of the texture of beans like I've never liked them but if I had ever been forced to eat them like hell no Hell no, I'd probably vomit everywhere. Right, you would eat them even if you could pick around whatever you were doing, you know, you wouldn't even eat that. It's just, exactly, and I mean, I'm really glad that I wasn't forced to eat things that I didn't like growing up because, like, I already have a resentment towards certain forms of food because of, you know ways I'd be picked on by my family mm-hmm. you know of like oh you won't eat that or like oh whatever like little comments they'd make and then suddenly I'm like why would I want to eat this now like right. I, you're making me feel like or now okay, if I try um, it you're gonna
1: be like oh my god <gasps> you yeah you tried that you're gonna
0: make a big oh my- deal my out of it that was me with cheesecake for the longest time I didn't like cheesecake as a kid And my uncle always gave me crap for not liking cheesecake. So for a while, I would not even bother trying Mm -hmm. anything Mm -hmm. because in the back of my mind, I was like, no, because the day I try it, he's going to be all like, oh, you finally tried it, huh? (laughs) But then I got older and I tried cheesecake again and I went, oh, shit, this is good. I'm like, oh, fuck. Now it's like my favorite thing. Uh, (laughs) But I still held a bit of resentment towards it because I'd be made fun of or, like, people would be like, well, you have to try it. You have to try it. You have to do 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 it. You have to do, it. Have to do it. No. I don't have to do anything.
1: Exactly.
0: I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, going, I'm going, not
1: going to do it. To. <laughs> and, that, and then
0: you build a bad relationship with food yeah. because <laughs> – just,
1: just, just. It's confusing, especially when you're a kid. And yeah, I mean, that's also why, you know, we've talked about it on here a lot on other episodes, but mm-hmm. that's kind of part of our next tip is don't talk about food as good or bad or that Ugh. you are good or bad for eating certain foods, Yeah, you know, because food is food. We all need it to survive and we all need all a huge variety and teaching mm-hmm. kids that one kind of food is bad while the other is good builds that conflicting relationship to food, builds that conflicting Mm -hmm. relationship to their body and even their self-worth, you know, which as many Mm -hmm. of us know, clearly, it can be hard, you know, information and feelings to unlearn, making health continuous, continuous, making health, (laughs) 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 making health continue to be difficult in the future.
0: And I do think
1: that being a picky eater, you can grow out of, but it will Mm -hmm. be harder if you have a bad relationship with food. Yeah, you have your self worth tied into what you are or not eating. Mm
0: -hmm. Oh yeah, until we started doing like our health and life coach schooling, I still had a terrible relationship with food, Mm -hmm. and a lot of it came from the fact that I was a picky eater growing up, and that I would get offhand comments from family members or made fun of or told oh you should be eating this or you shouldn't be eating that or like just things like that of like and my view on food became very skewed Mm -hmm. and I it took me a while to build a good relationship with it and I still don't have a great relationship with food it's still something I'm constantly working at Is it much better? Yes. <laughs> a thousand times better. But, you know, as a kid and a teen and even going into your years as a young adult, it's really hard to unlearn those things that you've almost ingrained in yourself. Especially like Laura said, when your self-worth is like kind of combined with that, mm-hmm. it it makes it really hard. Um but <clears throat> let us let us move forward. Yes.
1: And I, I would like to say that I didn't put this down as a tip because I didn't really think of it till now. And it's mm. like something I definitely try to work on with the kids I work with is to like listen to your body. When you're hungry, you're mm. hungry. You mm-hmm. yes. notice those signs. When you're full, you're full. You have to notice those signs.
0: Mm-hmm. That was probably one of the biggest things for me that I learned from like our health and life coaching school was. Just just listen to your body. Yeah. Learn to listen to your body because your body is going to let you know. It's not. You don't have to necessarily. And even when I did my personal training school, it's not necessarily about eating three meals a day or a specific amount of meals a day. It's about eating when your body tells you that it needs sustenance. Mm-hmm. It's about listening and tuning into your body and learning. Hey, I need food. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm getting hungry. Like I need some food. It's learning those things, those signs, to know when your body needs sustenance, because your body doesn't always need sustenance right at noon. Just because it's just because we have it socially ingrained that that's (laughs) lunchtime does not mean you have to
1: eat if you're not hungry. It's definitely that's something that I've had to Mm
0: -hmm.
1: really think about,
0: (laughs) work on. Yeah, be very mindful. As soon as it hits noon your brain goes, well, it's lunch. Cause for me, and I love food so I'm lunch, like, yes, please. <laughs> for, oh God. Yeah. That was one thing that really didn't help my relationship with food was like, oh, well I have to eat because it's this time, you butter. know? Um, but like for me, lunchtime for me is like 10, 11 o'clock. My body's hungry even yeah. cause I ate breakfast at like Four or five a.m. Yeah. So lunch for me is like 10, 11 o'clock. You know my body's ready for food, but then noon comes around and my brain goes, "Oh well, it's lunchtime. You should eat." Right. And then I go, "Oh no, I'm you good. Like ate. I just ate. Like my body's not hungry. Like I'm not hungry." It yeah, it's it definitely helps to learn to listen to your body a lot more and to teach kids to listen to their body more. Um, so now we're gonna talk about more of getting movement into their lives Um, you know these tips can be useful but in a more movement focused way Mm -hmm. Um, so you know go with go with options that excite your preschooler, preteen teenager, you know whatever you got um, and be flexible, you know you you gotta be flexible with them uh skateboarding, yoga, going for a walk, playing catch, you know, maybe just going to a playground and playing on a playground you know those can all be really joyful ways to get you and the kids in your life moving and you know trying new things, and mm-hmm. especially if kids see you having fun doing any of these things they're going to want to do these things. Yes. Kids, really same with food. If kids, which I'm <laughs> sure a lot of parents can actually like relate to of like, if a kid sees you eating, they're probably going to want to eat whatever you're eating. If a kid sees you doing something movement related and sees you having fun and enjoying yourself, they're probably going to want to join you and do it as well. And that's awesome feed off of that Mm -hmm. feed off of their energy with that you know and and kind of work with whatever things you notice them getting excited over and expand on it find things similar Mm -hmm. to it maybe find something new that's completely different from it
1: and i will say that it can be challenging for those people who are going through their own like health and wellness journeys, especially if they're mm-hmm. just starting off to also then incorporate their kids because they barely know what they're doing, yeah. but that's okay. It's okay to show your kids that you're, you're working are you're learning. learning on this learning. with Exactly. Table, you know? And that will show them even more.
0: That might quality. get them even more interested.
1: Right. Exactly. And it shows- Because they're, they're like, oh, ways. you're learning? Yeah.
0: Yeah. They're like, oh, you're learning? What are you learning? Yeah. Like, I want to learn what you're learning mm-hmm. because kids- kids like learning from us. They like observing and being like yeah. us, especially if they like you, if they have some form of close bond and attachment with you, whether you're their parent or aunt, uncle, maybe you're just mom's best friend. So you're like an aunt, but you're not like a blood, aunt. you know, you're, if you have this close relationship with them, kids want to mimic you. Mm-hmm. Kids want to be Be like you and do the things that you do. And you can use that to your advantage when it comes to getting them to do things like moving around more Mm -hmm. and eating more nutritional things that are like a bit healthier for them. Kids can be, like I said before earlier in the episode, we don't give kids enough credit. Right. Um, Especially when it comes to things like this. But if you watch the kids, like, watching you, it's pretty easy to pick up on the fact of, like, wait, do you want to do this with me? Right. Yeah, let's go, kid. Come on. You
1: need the movement in your life. Let's go. It's good for you. <laughs> I would say, yeah, and you can even just be a real nausea <clears> lot <throat> about it, you know, like you were saying previously, you kind of sometimes trick them into it, you know, make them think it's their yeah. idea, and what might exactly they want to do one day they might not want to do the next day and that's where the be flexible comes in you know try out different ways of moving your body
0: it's why you have to watch them really closely sometimes and see the things that they see you doing that interest them where they're where they're suddenly paying more attention to you with this thing you're doing and you know kind of figure out if they're interested in it or not and try to find ways to get them involved absolutely Mm-hmm. um and the next one is again you know never force exercise guys don't force it like we were saying sometimes you gotta be subtle mm-hmm. sometimes you gotta trick them <laughs> it's so funny that's what okay. it is so true it's <laughs> but it is it's so true because kids don't always want to listen to you right and when you sit there and you go you should do this with me they're mm-hmm. like Mm, no, I'm all good. I'm set. But if you try to find a way to, like, get them to, like Laura said, think it's their idea that they want to join you. Right. You know, that's great. Fucking use that to your advantage. (laughs)
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, everyone has some way that they enjoy moving their body. And it's going to change... As they grow, as they develop their personalities Mm -hmm. and discover things they do and don't like, you know, but you just have to find it. And even when you do encourage them to continue, but don't make it seem like it's something that's mandatory that they have to do It's not necessary. And again, it can cause resentments when you force things upon kids.
1: Once again, it builds that that negative relationship with movement and their bodies. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. that's hard to come out of.
0: (laughs) Exactly. You know, this goes along with certain movements or lack thereof being good or bad. It's not about good or bad. It's about just making sure they're doing it, that they're moving their body in some way, shape, or form. Just like we tell you guys as adults, it's not about how you do it. It just matters that you get up and move your body.
1: Yeah. Go hulu-hulu. Go, it just matters that you get up <laughs> or whatever, you know, whatever. Yeah.
0: Walk around the block.
1: Yeah. And once you're doing it, you'll probably want to walk around the block a few times. That's the thing, though, is like it can be the simplest form of movement,
0: but it's going to do you wonders if you do it consistently. Mm-hmm. But find ways to make it fun for yourself, for the kids. That's what's important because that's what's going to help keep you interested, too, is if it's something you enjoy, you have fun. Something that makes it feel a lot more positive to you or the kid.
1: Yeah, absolutely. hmm. Um, and obviously, no matter what, one of like the most important parts about all of this is what we've been trying to like, tell you guys, and that's leading by example, you know, showing Mm -hmm. them that you're also trying to be the best you trying to eat a little better, getting your body moving, making sure you're getting enough sleep, Mm -hmm. and having a nice bedtime routine, maybe even talking to yourself kindly, you know, the ways Mm -hmm to being a happy, healthy, you are endless. Um, and we all understand, we both understand that everyone's on their own health journey and life journey Mm -hmm. at their own pace. And sometimes the first step is finding what health and happiness, happiness means to you and your family as a Mm -hmm. whole, and then go from there, you know, and that's kind of the, the beauty about all of this is what you want to make it You know, you can even have like an old school family meeting and brainstorm, make a plan. And it's a great way to get kids involved, excited and familiar with what's what you're going to do, both in a food way and also a movement way. You know, having that brainstorming session is is getting them excited and having them here feel heard about what their Mm -hmm. likes and dislikes are.
0: And that's really important is making sure that your kids feel heard because there's nothing worse than being a kid and being ignored because you're a kid.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I can't stand when people just sit there and ignore something that a kid is given for input purely off of the fact that they're a kid. Kids know what they want. Kids know what they don't want. Kids actually do have very valid opinions in certain situations and when you put them off, it makes them again build resentment. Mm-hmm. It makes them not want to do this thing because you don't want to listen to their likes, dislikes, or just straight up opinion on something. Yeah. And then, so it's really important that you make them feel heard when they give their input and that you don't just brush them off because it sucks being brushed off as an adult, as a kid. Yeah, it it, it, with it's you. not fun. Yeah. Exactly. It does. It really sticks with you, especially in that area of your life. You know, if it's around a very specific topic, then you're going to have these negative feelings towards this topic or thing that maybe you don't want to have negative feelings towards, but you've just, you just had such a negative experience as a kid as not being listened to or heard or seen or whatever, that you're like, well, why would that change as an adult?
1: Right. And I feel like um, personally, I got, <laughs> it's kind of funny. I got told a lot growing up that I'm not a very athletic person, which made me not want to do athletic things. Even if I was interested, it yeah. would like, I would talk myself out oh, of yeah. it because I feel like I'd make a fool out of myself. But the thing is, it's mm-hmm. not that I'm necessarily not very athletic because I'm very athletic, <clears throat> it's the fact that team sports, are not necessarily my forte, um, yep. hand-eye coordination yep. necessarily isn't my forte in stressful situations mm-hmm. <laughs> with all these people that I don't know what they're thinking and then it just, I overthink everything I do, but yeah. I am a very athletic individual when it comes to doing things on my own terms. I am very mm-hmm. movement oriented.
0: I mean, I I was the same in school. You know, like if you looked at my elementary, middle school, like gym teacher, heck, even my freshman sophomore gym gym teacher, <laughs> and you told them I'd be a personal trainer. <laughs> <laughs> like, they'd like, laugh whoa. in your face <laughs> and they'd be like, Yeah, that's not fucking happening. I was the kid who <clears throat> quote, unquote forgot their gym clothes every gym class so I couldn't (laughs) participate a lot of the times because I didn't bring my change of gym clothes oh no oh I got too much anxiety for that I'd rather suffer yes I have to sit out (laughs) which no don't get me wrong there were a lot of times where
1: I did actually forget my you were so used to forgetting it on purpose you really forgot.
0: (laughs) also because like I just didn't want to participate because it was so pushed that I was so unathletic and so unwilling to participate but like team things were very hard for me to do especially socially because when you have anxiety and um you're also newer to the school that you're in because a lot of this came from a school that I moved to in Mm -hmm. like fourth grade you know so like it became very, like, I just, I wasn't comfortable around a lot of the yes. kids that I went to school with, you know, I, so I didn't feel comfortable participating
1: in a lot of things. It has taken me years and it, to be comfortable, like, exercising in oh my any God. form, even the ones I enjoy, in front I mean, of people.
0: I only just started enjoying it, like, two, three years ago. Exactly. Like, that's the thing is for so long i wanted to be active especially as i became an adult like i wanted to be more active and do things but like i just had it ingrained in myself that i wasn't good at it and i would never be good at it and i'd never understand it and i wouldn't be capable of doing it
1: look at me now now and this is why we talk about it because from one years old all the way until you're 18, you know, there are some very impactful Mm -hmm. moments you're going to have in your life that are going to stick with you and subconsciously run the show, even if you don't want it to, even if it's not Mm -hmm. serving you, you know, those patterns are going to stick with you just because it's been ingrained in how you feel or how you think about yourself.
0: I tried basketball in sixth grade. I think that was the year Mm -hmm. I tried basketball had a terrible experience with the coach she was horrendous to me she never actually took the time to truly teach me when I wasn't understanding the fucking sport uh and I almost never got played at games you know there was one time she yelled at me in the middle of a game in front of everyone like I never did another sport again I was like no I was like, I'm just going to get belittled and yelled at and treated like I'm not worth the time. I'm not going to get shown how to actually be good at the sport. So what's the fucking mm-hmm. point? I, w- I wanted to do soccer as I got older, but I was like, no, no, no. Yeah. I'm just going to have a terrible experience. Yep. So what's the point? Yep.
1: <laughs> that, that's basically my high, whole high school experience. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I I was like, yeah, no, I'm not doing any of that. Fuck no, we're we're good on my
1: own. If I want to do anything, it's <laughs> fine. Literally, yep, 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 exactly. So teach, but show them the- young and show them through their whole life that
0: there are ways. Even if even if they're not good at it, that they can still do it, you know. Yeah, you're or, still getting the health benefits fun even it, if you're not you know? doing it
1: properly. Exactly. Like it's not always about proper or, or exactly. the fact that it's exercise. Just have fucking fun. And exactly. then just reap it's the about, anyways.
0: Exactly, it's about having fun, getting that movement in, getting that nutrition in, and having fun and enjoying it while you're doing mm-hmm. it while also reaping the benefits
1: of doing yes. it <laughs> and we all fuck up so if you're doing if you're exactly. trying something new and you fuck and up, that's then a big thing. thing that
0: I think we need to teach kids is it's okay to mess mm-hmm. up it's so okay to mess up this thing if you're enjoying it and you're having fun but and you're still reaping the benefits then who fucking cares and
1: it's something i do with i feel like we've been talking a lot about ourselves but i feel like one of the things I listen
0: if they can't handle me talking about myself on my own goddamn podcast (laughs) Uh, then why are you here oh god okay okay no please
1: I'm kidding. I uh, am. But, but
0: no. yeah. No, we're trying to relate. To yeah. Them. A-
1: and I want to give all sorts of situations because I don't know what everybody has a different life. Well, that's the thing. And it's always good
0: for us to share our own experiences because you never know if someone has experienced something that we've experienced that could help them feel better knowing that they've they're not the only yeah. ones that have experienced this kind of a situation. So it's always good to to be able to share your own experiences and to be like, um, hey, hi, you're not alone. Yeah. I am also awkward and, and-, and fucking weird as fuck. It's okay. okay. <laughs> uh,
1: and just kind of on the topic of like making mistakes, you know, it. one of the kids I work with like has a kind of she's kind of a perfectionist to an extent so when she does make us make a mistake she like calls herself stupid and it makes me really sad you know and so we'll we'll mm-hmm. be doing some work together and she'll be learning something new and I will purposely make a mistake or two and then mm-hmm. she'll like tell me that it's wrong and show me how to do it and I'll like kind of like show her that whoa, it's okay to make mistakes and whoa thank you for helping me I appreciate that type of a thing instead of having mm-hmm. a big blow up or something.
0: But that's the thing is, you know, you can influence her and her. That's where the sneakiness comes mistakes. in too. Exactly. <laughs> because you can sit there and you can make a mistake on purpose. Mm-hmm. She's not going to know you made it on exactly. purpose. And then you can sit there and instead of shooting yourself down, you can go, oh darn, that's okay. Yeah. I, I appreciate you showing or oh, I just realized I made a mistake, but that's okay. I'm going to fix yeah. it. And then we'll be yeah, good. Thanks for such a good it's friend okay. for showing me how to do it correctly, yeah. you know? Like, and even if she didn't show you right. how to do something correctly, you know, it's like you still find a way to show her that it's okay. Yeah. You know, even if it's something that you just, you notice, mm-hmm. you, you purposely noticed, right. obviously. Like, but ah, like, Laura, <laughs> you're doing it in a way to, again trick her but you're trying to show her because you see that she beats herself up over something as simple as a small mistake and you've taken that and you've tried to teach her and show her that that's not the way you have to view it it's not a negative it's okay to make a mistake because you can fix it you can go back and you can change that you you can fix that mistake it's 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 okay it's
1: fine (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh we're getting off topic but you know it all we always relates topic. to any situation you may be involved in <laughs> when it comes exactly, to exactly. having a healthy, happy, mean, healthy, hey, healthy you're,
0: child. <laughs> you're listening to a podcast where things get like a little bit chaotic between us and we go off topic all the time so if you haven't figured that out by now um i'm sorry yeah, but here yeah. you are
1: <laughs> we hope you'll love it
0: but uh I think that's I think that's actually it. I think that's all we've got. I think that's uh that's, that's the episode. episode. That's the topic. That's all we had to say. <laughs> hope it was yeah. a good one for y'all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um I hope you learn something that will help you with the kiddos in your own life. Um you know or The kiddos that you see on occasion, you know, any of them, even if it's a kid you only see once in a blue moon, if you can help and implement these kinds of things to help them feel more comfortable and, you know, become super uh, healthy, motivated yeah. kids who want to do things, then great, cool, you know. You'd be
1: surprised how big of an impact. The littlest of influence. Right, how big of yeah. an impact one thing that you see this one kid one time will have on their whole life, and they might remember it for the rest exactly. of Exactly, exactly. That could be a defining moment for
0: mm-hmm. them in their life. You never know what something you do or say is you never know how it's going to affect a kid Mm -hmm. or someone else in general, Um, but especially kids. Um, But yeah, I hope you guys are able to take this and use it in some way, shape, or form. Listen, sometimes you gotta get a little sneaky. You gotta trick the kids. It's okay, because you're doing it for their benefit. (laughs) Yes. That's what matters. (laughs) Uh, But that does it, like I said, for this episode. We thank you guys so much for listening in, continuing to listen in. Um, if you are enjoying the podcast, then we would appreciate it if you could go and rate us five stars on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen, as it does help us to get seen by more people. Um, Also, if you could subscribe or follow us wherever you listen, um, if you want to contact us at all, any questions, comments, concerns, topic ideas that you want us to talk about on the show, you can contact us, um, on our Instagram and Facebook. It is at no country for healthy living on both of those. And you can also contact us at our email, which is no country for healthy living at gmail.com. Also, if you guys are interested in digging a little deeper in your own personal journey, maybe you're stuck, you need a little extra guidance, you want to be coached by either Laura or myself, you can contact us on our personal Instagrams. Mine is at kitten 3 and Laura's is at yesqueencoaching. That's Y-A-S-T queen coaching and once again we thank you guys for listening and we look forward to talking to you all again next time and remember to stay safe and make healthy choices